0: Welcome to Do I Need Therapy? Get ready to receive valuable mental health tips and enjoy open conversations about life and love and when you need to ask for help. Let's reduce the stigma. I'm your host, Dr. April Landell, your go-to therapist for today's modern day. My guest experts and I are here to inspire you along your mental health journey and remind you, you are not alone. Hey family, this is Dr. April Landell, your friendly neighborhood psychotherapist. Just another way of saying, I'm going to listen to you all day about whatever matters most to you. So I wanted to bring you a special guest today. She is amazing. I've known her for several years. This is Kristen Guskovic, and Kristen is an LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker. She is founder of Heart of Aid Work, Heart standing for Humanitarian Empathy and Refugee Trauma, which addresses trauma-informed approaches and organizational consulting to agencies all around the world working with conflict-affected populations. Kristen has over 15 years of experience working with refugees, including unaccompanied minors, torture survivors, gender-based violence survivors, former military, and current humanitarian workers the deal. She holds a master's in global affairs with a concentration in humanitarian assistance from NYU and an MSW, which is a master's in social work from Florida International University. She's the co-author of several amazing research-packed articles about motivational interviewing with refugees and even created a tool measuring empathetic responses. So this is a power-packed guest of mine. Kristen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, April. It's really great to be here with you.
0: And it's, it's been, we've been talking about getting you on the show for such a long time now. I'm so happy it's finally come together and we get to have you because you, you, you do such incredible special work out there in the world. We need you. We need you. So I'm just happy that you are here.
1: Thank you so much. You know, you and I always have great conversations uh, about different client interactions and about sort of how this work impacts our own life and how it makes us sort of view the world a little bit differently, interact with people a little bit differently. And I'm I always feel fortunate that you are in my my circle that I can come and call you and talk to you about whatever's happening. So thank you for letting me be here.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, we are a team. We are a team. No matter where you are in the world, Kristen, (laughs) she is she she gets called all around the world. She does such amazing work. So, you know, again, so glad you're here. Um, Let's get to it. We we've got a lot to talk about. You know, on the Do I Need Therapy, (laughs) show because you know this. You are a social worker, so you do uh, direct therapy and counseling with one-on-one with clients, but you do it with a really um, intense population through trauma therapy and trauma work. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. that's correct. I'd love to hear more about that. Please do share, you know, a little bit with sure.
1: us. So, you know, clients come in with all sorts of interests in in what would make their lives better. Right. And uh, sometimes it's long-standing things. Uh, one of my favorite things is when somebody comes in and says that they've, They've never tried this before, but they saw it on TV and they thought maybe it could help them. You know, they've been thinking about it for 10 years or 20 years Mm. since whatever happened. Um, a lot of my clients have been working, uh, through their lives to try and avoid or forget whatever happened to them, Mm. uh, decades Mm -hmm. before and are finally, for whatever reason in a place to start talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember one time, this is not at all client related. I was at like a social networking, uh, thing. And so I was at a bar. And I had a mm-hmm. cocktail in my hand. <laughs> and I was oh, like, I know where this to... going. Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was talking to somebody, and somebody else overheard me, and they overheard that I, I was uh, a therapist. Mm-hmm. And um, for some reason, at that moment, that person felt like they needed to get something off their chest. And this man was uh, definitely 20, 30 years older than me and had been carrying something for a really long time and what he started to disclose was an experience in the the korean war and Mm -hmm. he had been home for decades and had had a hard time relating back to family had a hard time relating back to friends for decades Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason when he heard what i did at the party he started telling me his story and uh And it was very clear to me in that moment that he had never told that story before. He was starting to become a little bit tearful. He was starting to get very quiet. And frankly, those moments are so incredible to me. Like it is Mm. one of my favorite things to watch somebody realize that their trauma from the past impacts their today and that there's a way to change that. And so I referred him to a couple of people that I knew, um, because we were at a social gathering, so we did have some some common people. It was just an amazing moment. So those are the types of things that make me always think, even if you've been carrying something for decades, if it's today that you have the time and the energy to go and start talking about it, then today's the perfect day to start. And for him, you know, what was happening was he was realizing that because he was carrying this story and avoiding looking at it and trying to pretend it didn't exist, the rest of his life was no longer functioning. It wasn't working. His his family life wasn't working. His relationship with his kids wasn't working.
0: Mm. And
1: it was, you know, his daily life was working for decades. He was going to work. He was taking care of life. He was providing all of that. It was working, sort of. But the stuff that really mattered wasn't working. And now he was at a point in life when that was clear to him. So,
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And to, you know, the family out there and to you, there's, you know, I I just heard a a big bunch of gold and all of that. And hopefully listeners can hear. I don't know if you've ever encountered a therapist out there. (laughs) But, you know, we get this all the time. And the thing is, is that if it just comes out and hopefully you know, we're around there to witness that. A lot of times that's meaningful for us too. You know, somehow you just opened up and shared to a complete stranger. Granted, you know, we're a, we're professional, but wow, it's, it's just, it's really powerful. So it's meaningful to us, you know, and you still remember that.
1: It really is. And you know, you're absolutely right. Cause that story took place years ago at this point yeah yeah and it still strikes me and frankly every moment that i have with a a client where i can see that moment start where i can Mm -hmm. see that desire to change something and that motivation just keep going even though it's hard is is really beautiful and You're absolutely right. I feel incredibly fortunate that this is my, my work and that I Mm -hmm. get to do this because it Mm -hmm. gives me so much. I mean, I learn from every single one of my clients all of the time. I remember I had somebody one time that described their trauma as scabs and, and they said, you know, Mm -hmm. I have, I have all these scabs that feel like they've, they've sort of healed, but they haven't, they're still, they're still there. Mm -hmm. And so I said, how, how many do you have? And they said, nine. And it was so specific that, you know, I I knew where we were going with just that piece of information. And Mm -hmm. it was, again, just one of those moments that I feel fortunate that I can hold that space for somebody and Mm -hmm. I can help them to start to sort through one by one, Mm -hmm. those nine moments that seem like they've been piling up or those hundred moments that seem like they've piled up, whatever it is.
0: Right. And, you know, you know, when we are trained, we recognize that trauma work is very specific. Trauma meaning something so significant that it left a detrimental impact where you no longer function the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you've you are definitely changed. You know, there's still a difficulty at, attached to it. And then you go further with um, trauma. You also recall how um, those are times when you end up in nightmares. You end up having. They call it flashbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of nervousness, anxiety. Perhaps has developed. Uh, depression often follows. And when trauma is really inset, it can be something that happened years ago, or sometimes something happens about you and you're just triggered. And one time, I recall that I got a client call for trauma work when I was doing my internship at a at a trauma center. And the lady came in and she said, I was just working out with my personal trainer. That's all I was doing, it was a male personal trainer. I was just working out with him. He's awesome, he's amazing. He's gotten me in shape, but something happened. He put me in a new position, you know, to handle the weights. And she was just positioned a little bit differently on the bench than they normally had been. And I think she was saying they had worked together for about four months, you know, totally trusted him no funny business, but she, he put her in a certain position and she just broke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She just broke. And she realized something was wrong attached to, you know, a certain position of her body, a memory that popped up and it was just being triggered through, you know, a certain position of her body. We talked through it and she had gone through, you know, um, being molested as a child with a family member. And nobody knew. She never told anybody. And then luckily, they moved. And that's how she got free of it. But that stayed with her. Basically, her her mind had helped her to erase it, you know, that survival mode that the brain does. And she just remembered from that change of position. Mm-hmm.
1: It's amazing what will sort of come back or what will haunt us, right? And it's mm-hmm. funny because in trauma work, we, we talk about sort of big T's and little T's, right? So the big traumas that lead to symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, yep. and the little traumas mm-hmm. that simply change the way we interact with people. And I say mm-hmm. simply, but it's not simple, right? So from childhood bullying to yes. the way that somebody responded to you as a kid when you were crying to mm-hmm. a fight that you had one time that felt scary you know all of these things might not seem like the big traumas that you see on tv or in movies but absolutely carry an impact or in right, the military right. and to be quite honest even my clients that are former military a lot of the stuff that we start talking about isn't bad it's mm-hmm. it's other stuff that has happened in life you know the mm-hmm. and they'll all say you know we were prepared to go to war we were prepared for the bombing the shelling all of that mm-hmm. but I wasn't prepared for. It was the interactions when I came home or what mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for was the experience I had when I was in high school mm-hmm. that's that's where I didn't have that and that's why we mm-hmm. need to look at that and it's just always striking to me when when people will sort of you know compare themselves and say well in comparison to so many other people like my issue isn't that big a deal no mm-hmm. we only have our experiences mm-hmm. so in comparison to somebody else you might be looking from the outside like you're doing amazingly but that doesn't mean anything because you only have your experiences. You can only respond to yours.
0: Absolutely. And yours make you, you, and you are valid. You are absolutely valid. And so I, I can attest to that because I'm working with a client right now. It took her everything just to get to therapy because she felt like, well, other people have much worse things than me. I don't know if this is quite, ideal for me to bring in my little problems. And we had to work through that whole process. And we're still working through it. And then anything that is important to you is important to talk about, to bring up. Big T's or little T's, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. And like, I'm going to go back to kind of where you were beginning with all this was the gold. You had some gold nuggets. So um, family, you guys already know, but what we do on the show is we kind of collect reasons and tips for when you want to get involved in therapy. So what I could hear right away is that you gave us a tip. So you're going to add to the tally, even if it's been decades is what I heard from you. Today is the time to start. So that is the tip. Even if it has been decades, go. Start today. And the sooner you get started, the sooner it gets resolved, I imagine, right? <laughs> That's absolutely correct. And there's a lot of times that
1: people will say something like, well, it shouldn't still bother me.
0: Oh. Based on what
1: measuring marker mm. are you using? Mm. If it's still there and it's still playing a role, who cares when it was? Mm. your life is worthwhile and worthy of living. And if this is holding you back, don't keep letting it. Yeah. You seem to be functioning more or less. Okay. Great. But you don't have
0: to keep going like that okay. and change. Yes. So if you're just functioning, mm-hmm. mm, that's a good reason. So we got to add that to the tally. So another reason for, ah, uh, if you're just functioning, you may need therapy, right? two perfect things to add. How many times have people asked you, do I need therapy? And you are a fellow therapist. So, how many times do you get asked this question from people? Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Daily. I can relate.
1: Like couched
0: and do you think I need therapy? <laughs> uh-huh. Do you know what I get a lot? I get um, you know, I got a friend and my friend is kind of going through this. You think they need therapy? I get, I get that a lot too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Okay. So, when people actually realize perhaps that they they do need therapy, I mean, what's your next recommendation? <laughs> what's your next recommendation for them?
1: Well, I think as soon as that little sort of thought is in your head maybe I might need to talk to someone then the next step is let me see what my resources are if I have insurance can I look through that can I look at psychology today and see who takes it does my organization have an uh, an employee assistance program Mm -hmm. you know what are my resources do I know anyone in my circle that's seeing a therapist that they can recommend Mm-hmm. Do I have somebody in my circle who is a therapist who can recommend somebody for me? Mm-hmm. That happens to me quite a lot where people will call and say, you know, Kristen, I'm finally going to go. Can you, can you recommend somebody to me? And of course, absolutely. You know, it is vital to me that you go to somebody that's going to work for you. And I say that to clients when they come in the door to me too, right? Like being in therapy, a large part of it is the relationship. No so mm-hmm. if you go in and it is not the right fit, okay. Okay you can say that and ask for a new referral. Mm -hmm. You don't have to say this is the right person if it's not. And I think that that's really important. So when you're saying maybe I need to go into therapy, you're also saying I need to sort of see if I can try this out with this person and see if this will work. So yeah, the first step is as soon as you have that thought in your head, maybe I might want to talk to somebody I think that's an actionable step. Maybe, yeah, let's try it out, let's see. Let's do it,
0: yeah. I mean, what's the harm in it? What's the worst that could happen is that you meet somebody new and you end up talking to them. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad. Right?
1: No, the hardest so. part is walking into the office, I think, the first time. So, you know, mm-hmm. most therapy offices have mm-hmm. some sort of system, right? So maybe there's a code to go in the door, or maybe you just go in and then there's a waiting space and you ring a bell, or maybe they have a reception and you tell them who you're waiting for. The thing that happens is you're sitting in that waiting room for that three minutes, that five minutes, and all of a sudden you're getting a little bit worked up. What are they going to ask me? What are they going to say? What are they going to expect me to say? Maybe I should try and prepare my answers, right? And that sort of idea of what what do I need to know about myself to tell them. And really, in therapy, it's what comes to mind. But the first thing they're going to ask you is what brought you in. And the next Mm -hmm. thing they're probably going to ask you Mm -hmm. is what is it that made today the day to come in versus Mm -hmm. yesterday or last year right Mm -hmm. and if the answer is I don't know it's I don't know that's okay just keep going we're not looking for perfection here we're looking for the start of a conversation so every once in a while I'll have a client especially when there's a lot of anxiety around conversations like this and they'll say something like I hate when I tell you I don't know I hate when my answer to you is I don't know and I'll say, well, tell me what it is about that. That is so upsetting. And recently it was something along the lines of, well, but I'm supposed to, like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Am I doing therapy right?
0: <laughs> the answer yes. is, yes.
1: if you're showing up, you're doing it right. Absolutely. <laughs> like, if you're trying, if you're reflecting, even if you're in this battle of, I hate when I don't know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. What is it about not knowing? That's so scary. Is it the uncertainty? Is it the feeling that, somehow everything is supposed to be clear, which P.S. nobody's life is like that. There are never, never everything is clear,
0: (laughs) so. Love that, um, true. Even the therapist uh, can attest to that too, right? (laughs) totally. (laughs) Life just comes at you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's
1: really it, is the first step is walking in and knowing that everyone's anxious Mm -hmm. that first time you wait in the waiting room and after you walk down that hall the first time and meet that therapist the first time, it gets easier. So congratulations, you took the first step and now you get to keep going.
0: Right, right. We had previous before, one of the tips was get yourself through the door.
1: Mm -hmm. Just just
0: get yourself through the door. So it looks like you are, you know, confirming that one. And I like the other tips that we're going to add in there is if you don't know, it's okay. Even just to say, I don't know. And that's okay. That helps you get in there. That's okay. And then I like the other one where you said, don't think about getting it right, getting therapy right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's no right or wrong with therapy. We actually prefer the imperfect in therapy. That's what I would say. Would you agree?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That genuine, imperfect, messy, chaotic space that is life.
0: It's mm-hmm. exactly where you start from. Mm-hmm. That is you and your life. That's what, that's what we like. You know, you keep it real. It's just, it's kept real with you too. So I really like those things. Thank you for the tips. You got that. When you see that maybe perhaps you're talking to someone and they, maybe they are okay you know maybe they're moving forward so do you have any recommendations for the people that you think don't need therapy what are next steps for them perhaps that you would recommend
1: that's a great question so when you maybe don't need therapy but you are on a your own journey then it goes to what are the things that help me think through things, right? Is it mm-hmm. journaling? Is it art? Is it photography? Is it mindfulness and meditation? Is it dance? Or is it that I've actually never tried any of those things and I have absolutely no, way to, nowhere, no idea where to start? And that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. So if it's the, la- the last one, I don't know where to start, think about a list of things that you might want to do. Dance, art, photography, mm-hmm. writing. And just Mm -hmm. try it Mm -hmm. and people always tell me as well like I don't know how to journal there's there's also no right or wrong to that you can you can use a journal prompt of you know I decided to write today because um, or you can focus on something in your vicinity that that captures your attention and sort Mm -hmm. of say you know I'm looking out at this and it's really striking to me because and And just see where it goes. You know, Mm -hmm. journaling is a sort of stream of consciousness writing for the most part at first. And then once you start to see the themes, you have your path towards whatever it is you're trying to resolve for yourself. And that's the same whether you're journaling or all of a sudden you're taking photographs and you're realizing you're photographing similar things over and over. Okay, what's the meaning behind that for you? Yeah. And there's what's your starting the point.
0: Right. A lot of times through therapy or even in your own self-reflection, you recognize patterns. That's We're trained to help clients see through that. But you can do that too inside of your own journey. I like how you say that. Just, you know, recognize the patterns, what works for you in keeping you with um, joy, with calm, with peace, with a level-headedness, with contentment, and other patterns of, you know, what keeps you anxious, what keeps you low, down, blue, and when you're recognizing the patterns of both, you realize this does not work for you. So guess what? When something doesn't work for you, you do less of it. And then if something does work for you and they add and uplift and inspire you, then you do more of those things. And it's so simple, but a lot of times we have to remind our clients in therapy that exact process. And you know you know how it is. Whenever it's you, it's just that much harder. So that's what therapy is supposed to help bring to you. It's an outside perspective, a different, you know, an observer to help clarify these types of things in your life. So hopefully that inspires somebody to go out there and you know seek therapy. It is not scary. We're not scary, right? We don't bite. No. <laughs> I'm not scary, you know. Hopefully not. Are you scary, Kristen? Not generally, no. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you wake me up in the middle be. of the
1: night, maybe a little bit, but otherwise, no. Gotcha,
0: <laughs> so. gotcha. Do not wake her up in the middle of the night. Got it. Okay, but otherwise, you are a delight. Absolutely. So where can people find you you for Um, the future? mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I have a website at heartofaidwork.com. I can also be found on social media with that same heart
0: of aid work. Wonderful. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So now we're going to close out just getting to know you in a little bit of a fun way with a quick lightning icebreaker. How about that? You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Are you iPhone or Android? Ooh, so, this is a very difficult question.
1: I'm iPhone because my nephews have iPads so they can FaceTime with me, but I actually prefer an Android. Oh, but I man. do the iPhone because mm-hmm. it's the better for connection.
0: One. Yeah. The fam, they got you on yeah, it. Okay. They do. <laughs> What's your favorite Starbucks order?
1: A tall vanilla latte, sometimes iced, but sometimes not.
0: Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, your favorite thing to do in the whole world, at least maybe today. Ooh,
1: well today, you know, is a little harder to do things. Uh, so my favorite thing to do right these days is, uh, go running, go outside, do anything being outside. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I live in Miami and I cannot wait for the beaches to be open so I can dip my feet back in the water. But until then anything outside will, will bring me lots of
0: joy. And what's your favorite quote? There is a quote
1: that's something along the lines of, I think it's Oscar Wilde. And it's something along the lines of be yourself because everybody else is taken. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I think when we go back to that comparison idea or the shoulds, when we're judging ourselves, what we're trying to do is be somebody else and uh, why we're unique and amazing and wonderful as we are. And if we can bring that part of ourselves to whatever we're doing, it's going to make whatever we're doing that much better.
0: Absolutely. And I love that. I love that quote as well. I use it a lot with clients and then I've actually had to take its advice several times myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, real talk there. Exactly, <laughs> That was exactly. a good one to share. Um, so with that, you know, again, thank you so much, Kristen, Kristen Guskovit, for joining the show and sharing your expertise and, and talking with us and the family. We hope you come back at some point in the future.
1: I would love to. Thanks so much for having me. And I look forward to having more discussions in the future. And I wish nothing but the best to all of your listeners. And I hope that they're taking some of this to heart and reflecting on what they need to and leaving whatever doesn't work for them behind and keeping
0: moving forward. Yes, absolutely. Wishing all that to you, family. I'm finding out with peace, love, and mental wellness. hope you enjoyed today's episode of do I need therapy if you did please tell a friend and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on apple podcast or wherever you're tuned in if you're always on instagram like myself come check out my page I've got lots of tips and tricks on life and mental wellness ask me your questions plus tell me what's on your mind even if you need to figure out if you need therapy and for my facebookers and all my twitter peeps and my pinterest pinners I'm online there too in fact I'm everywhere at april and dell meantime i can't wait to chat with you again on the next episode so till then peace love and